Welcome to the Work Utopia Podcast, the number one show on the internet for motivation, practical tools, and happiness strategies. It's real talk for professionals, managers, and employees who are tired of the status quo and in need of an outstanding career and life. Work on the inside, develop your very own work utopia, create a life full of virtue, purpose, and happiness. And now, the man dedicated to helping you attract your ultimate work, Alexander Lauren. Hey! Welcome. Welcome to the Work Utopia podcast. Good day, listener. My name's Alexander Lauren. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you had a great weekend. Happy Monday. I've been thinking about the generational divides lately. I think this really started for me when I took my five-year-old. We went to go see Cars 3. Now, how can I talk about this movie without spoiling it for you? Let me just say there was a generational feel to it, you know, a theme of, of, of young and old. This morning, I saw this young person and... I think that they were partying all night, I think. I mean, they were just a little, little. they were dressed a little differently for 5.30 a.m., you know. So I saw this, this fellow, and this young person, he littered. I just watched him litter. He just threw his empty bottle on the, on the ground, and I was walking through a very clean neighborhood. So I watched this, and, and then what enters my mind? Dummy selfish, self-centered, entitled, millennial. Then of course my mind start, my mind starts blaming his parents. I tell you, my mind is really stupid on where it wants to go, the path it wants to go down. Now look, littering. When there's no litter anywhere in sight, littering is not a virtuous act. It's it's really not. But, you know, the homeowner, they're going to find the bottle. They're going to pick it up. And the litterer, well, you know, if you subscribe to karma, they're going to have a a future mess, you know? So good enough, right? Good enough for that situation, I guess. Of course, me, as the watcher and knower, you know, because I've had those negative thoughts, I have to have these extra positive thoughts. I got to combat the negative ones. It really sounds like I complicate my life, doesn't it? Anyways, I'm in a really interesting position where I have this big gap in in age with my children. I had my first child when I was 35, and I had my third when I was 42. I googled generations, and this is what I found. Now, it might be true, it might not be true, but it sounds good. I'm going to go with this. You've got your baby boomer generation, your generation X, your generation Y uh, slash the millennial. You got your generation Z, generation Z, and you have the generation alpha. Never heard that one before. Okay, so my mother's generation, that's the baby boomer generation. 1946 to 1964. So what I've heard about this generation is that you know, these were the babies that were born after the Second World War. This is the generation with the most people in North America. 
I don't know the rest of the world. I'm sorry, listener overseas. I'm sorry. I don't know what's what it's like overseas at the rest of the world with this generation. Now, in, in North America, this generation, they really seem like they had a great time. I mean, they took over everything. They made a lot of money. They seemed to do really well. And I, I think there was just a lot more money going around. You know, to my impression, that it was pretty loose back then compared to today, where today it just feels very tight. My impression is that it was much easier to make money in like the 50s. So next you have my generation. That's Generation X, 1965 to 1979. And I think I had a pretty good generation. I, I think my generation had some good education. In my teenage years, I had really great music. You know, I had really great music. I had the invention of music videos. You know, if there was anything outstanding about my generation, I'd have to go with music. You know, the 70s, the 80s. Now, I'm sure that there was way more amazing things that occurred in this time period, but I was a teenager. What, what can I say? Next, you have Generation Y, the millennial 1980 to 1995. Now, I don't know very much, but I have heard in like in recruiting that, you know, in hiring and employment, it's a generation that requires different treatment. This generation, they seem to have rebelled against my generation, my parents' generation, and it wants things done differently. I I applaud that actually. I absolutely applaud that. I've often heard, I've often heard, unfortunately, that this generation is spoiled or it's a me generation, but you know, whatever. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really fully believe that. I, I don't. I have, I haven't, have an opinion on a person that you meet rather than the message of the invisible hand that's planted in society. Okay, I'll go more on that later. Next, you have Generation uh, Z. A Z, Generation Z for my American friends, 1996 to 2010. So I live with two children from this generation, and and I don't know, they're kids. You know, they're smart, they're sponges, they're uh, really proficient with technology. Uh, you know, maybe that's the major thing about this generation right now. I guess we'll just see. They've got a ways to go. And then I actually have one child, in Generation Alpha, 2011 to 2025. Now, I just hope I can stay alive a lot longer to see the kind of talents that my little boy is going to, to give to the world in the future. Just on the side, I recently bought an old Wii system with some Just Dance games. Uh, have you seen this? It's like you mimic the dancers in the game. You mimic their actions and you, you get points and stars and stuff like that. I discovered that two of my kids do this at school. The other day, I played this Justin Bieber song. Yeah, I know, but I, I actually like this one song that he has. It's called uh, Hashtag That Power. I, I like it. So I played it. And then all of a sudden, my nine-year-old daughter and my five-year-old son, they started dancing in sync to this song. Even in junior kindergarten, they're playing Just Dance or, you know, or they're mimicking the YouTube videos of people playing the Just Dance. I was totally amazed that my five-year-old does this. 
he gives me no information whatsoever about his days. So I was just amazed to see the two of them dancing in sync. Of course, I ran, I ran out and bought an old system. So I'm playing this game and I'm playing it with my daughter. Okay. And she's absolutely killing me at this game. My nine-year-old is wiping the floor with me on this. You know, I'm playing this and I'm realizing that her brain is processing the dance moves way quicker than my brain is. I'm actually stuck trying to do certain moves. It's like my mind wants to do it, but my brain is not signaling my limbs to do it. Not a problem at all for my kid. You know, and I'm talking about a game, a dance game, that neither of us have done before. It's really, really interesting. I, I just love young people. Uh, I love the potential that they have. Now, I suppose I'm getting slower, and it's going to take me a little bit longer to learn new things. But, you know, that's, that's okay, as long as I enjoy the journey of learning and, you know, not focusing on instant gratification. I don't know where and who came up with the naming of a group of people based upon when they were born. Is this, is this actually useful? I suspect, if I had to guess, I would probably say it was born out of commercialism somewhere or like marketing. There was marketing based upon age groups. That's or I'm thinking. I don't know. Okay, so where am I going with this? The guy who threw his bottle on the ground and littered, he's a millennial. Now, part of my judgment was based upon his generation. Have you, you know, you've heard some of the things about the millennials. I mentioned a few. Here's some more. You know, they're challenged, they're challenged to manage in the workplace. The entitled mentality that they have. The poor communication skills. Internet. They're internet and video game junkies. They're Facebook dominated. Yeah, they're also lazy and they have no leadership skills. Have you heard any of this? Look on the opposite side of this. Have you ever heard of ageism? discriminatory ageism. Ageism is when we have certain ideas about older people. We think that older people can't do certain things and it makes us treat this generation differently. And let me tell you, with my experience with the elderly, they don't like this at all. And I mean, a really easy example of this is that we treat an older person like they're fragile when they're actually not as fragile as we think they are. We just tend to embellish their fragility because of their age. When society is creating these judgments, look out. If you plan on accepting the notions that seem to, I don't know, they come out of thin air. If you're going to take them, at least you take the useful ones. I was absolutely wrong to add layers of judgment on that young person this morning. The judgments, what I've heard about that person's generation. I mean, like, how can they be true? Is, is that not a stereotype? I mean, I've seen, I've seen it. I've spoken with people in this age group and some people have a great head on their shoulders and they are totally on a path to an enriching life. If I had to predict, that's what I'd say. If millennials are lazy, but I meet a millennial who is not lazy, are millennials still lazy? (laughs) 
All right, I get to talk about Socrates again. Here we go. Here's the argument. Have you? I don't know if you've ever heard this one, but yet you've got the premise. And the premises are, all men are mortal, and Socrates is a man. And you have your so therefore you have a conclusion. And the conclusion is, is that Socrates is mortal. Okay, so let's call let's call that bottle thrower this morning. Let's call him Johnny. So the premises are. Millennials are entitled, and Johnny is a millennial. So our conclusion is, well, therefore Johnny is entitled. How about Jennifer? Let's say that Jennifer, the girl who is, I mentioned, on the path to an enriching life. So you got your premise. Millennials are entitled, and Jennifer is a millennial. Therefore, Jennifer is entitled. No! Is that the truth? Are our conclusions true on this? Careful. Careful with your presumptions about people. We're all different and we all have potential and talents. Some people strive for different things and some people get stuck in patterns, especially strongly identifying on who they think they are. You know, it's that identity grasping, that fixed and unchangeable identity. When you strive for a good and happy life, not only must you challenge the bad thinking that your mind creates, but also the messages that society might be feeding to you. Examine your ideas and where they came from. Don't judge people. Don't categorize people based on age. Don't predict who they are and their future actions. We all have our bad moments, our slips, but our errors do not define us. Our slips and errors do not define who we are, nor the potential we have to contribute positively to the world. Well, that's it for me. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm uh, very grateful to you for listening to the program. I want to wish you a wonderful day. Have a fantastic week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Work Utopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. And check out the Work Utopia YouTube channel for post-podcast video content. Are you in need of career or life coaching? Contact Alexander via email at alex at Till next time.